When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey, Horror Movie Night, we've got another bonus episode here live at Fantastic Fest. Uh, I'm sitting down with four, uh, five of the six people of the, f- uh, I'm going to fumble all over, Fatal Collective, yes. <laughs> which hey, is, yeah. uh, they did a short film that played before Mortuary Tales, which you've heard my interview with Ryan already on the feed, uh, but I was so blown away by the short that I wanted to sit down with the people behind it. Um, for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to move this in front of each one of them so they can introduce themselves and what their short was. Yeah, great. Hey, I'm Natasha Halevi with Fatal Collective, and my short was Boxed. I am Dan and Jackway with Fatal Collective also, and my short was Subscribe. Hi, I'm Megan Rosati, and my short was ASMR, the final uh, segment of the collection. I am Lola Blanc, and my short was called The Safe Space. I'm also in it. Hi, I'm Francesca Maldonado, and my short was Buffalo Bill. Okay, so what I really liked when I saw your guys' uh, collection, and it was something that I also kind of liked about the Mortuary Collection, was that unlike a lot of other anthology films, usually they're all kind of in a very similar genre, but you guys tackled almost every genre under the sun (laughs) in a very short period of time. So (laughs) did you guys kind of just pick your favorite subgenre of horror when doing these shorts? 
I think we all just inherently have wildly different tastes and that's what's so great about it. Like we all love horror and we all love genre, but in such very different ways. So it just was inherently, that just happened naturally. Um, we all expressed our theme differently, which was um, the horror of being a modern woman. And uh, in addition, we also all had different resources available to us, like, you know, um, specialists, uh, performers, expertise. So given how fast our lead time was, we were really working with our, within our community and with what we have. So that also informed uh, our subject selection. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> it's very tough doing this with so many people. Uh, I'm yeah. starting to quickly realize. <laughs> uh, so how did all of you meet each other to form this group? Um, Lola and I were pals and we were both in the horror world and frustrated with not uh, getting enough opportunities and then take it from there. Um, and then Dannon and I were pals and then we became pals with Frenchie and it became very clear. Um, I've been like hunting for a community within horror of women and I just like hadn't been finding it and then I at like once those four once we were all together it became clear that we needed to make something together and like really lift each other up and share our resources so we brought a couple more lovely women on board talented women such as Tasha who is here um and it just happened pretty quick from there and you know I love what you guys are doing because I go to these horror conventions I go to these film festivals and a lot of the time over 50% of the people at those events are female but yet we're not making movies for them we're not right. giving them opportunities to shine at all and it seems insane it, I'm sure that was a huge driving force but what do you see happening in the future for your collective do you want to do a feature together or are you going to continue yeah. to do shorts <laughs> yeah no absolutely I mean part of this was also you know you're speaking about the audience demographics, but from a development level, a lot of lower level development people in production are women who are our age and who are really excited about our ideas and then their bosses tend to be men. So by elevating people at this level, hopefully soon like the people at the top, like the decision makers, will also uh, be representative of the people they're making movies for. Um, but yeah, as for future stuff, we want to keep making stuff and we want to expand um, our roster to, you know, be more inclusive, get more LGBT uh, filmmakers in here, you know, more women of color, because by um, highlighting those voices, we can really make the change that we want to see. Yeah, I think it's actually really important, uh, you know, what Megan is saying about bringing other women up. Um, you know, we have seen some occasionally one great female director, another great female director, and they sort of spark up as these little gems. And what we wanted to do is instead of having individuals bring each other up together. So Megan's talking about rising the tide. So, you know, we can all come up and that's a big part of what we did that is so unique and special is that we really truly supported each other and we hope to support other women as well. We hope to be an example. We hope to to create something that people can um, mimic in a way and we hope to allow ourselves to rise, you know, along with that, with everyone else. So that's a big key component to what we're doing here. And when, and when it starts at a director level, the crew uh, tends to be also more representative of um, an equal demographic split. So, you know, I've also worked as an actor and a producer and worked with a lot of amazing male DPs, but in this collective we shared a fe uh, Lola and I shared a female DP there was um, you know female gaffers so uh, having that representation start at the top it really trickles down so that the rest of the cast and crew is more inclusive as well 
And I think for me, like the, one of the reasons it was so important to generate opportunity for ourselves is because people were not, people don't take risks on um, young direct young female directors who aren't that experienced. They they take those risks on male directors. So like the only people who was going to give that opportunity to us was us, and we want to be able to extend that opportunity to more women in the future. And I mean that also says a lot about that DIY spirit, which is just going out there and doing it. Yeah. You know, no one I. I talked about that with someone else I can't remember who on here but like no one's going to hand you an opportunity exactly. you know what I mean like I I can't complain that I haven't directed a movie because I no one just walked up to me and was like hey I want you to direct a movie <laughs> like, <laughs> well uh, but I that's you know part of the collective reasoning too is that a lot of us have been making stuff on our own for yeah. years um I you know Lola has been making her own music videos and short films I made literally over 60 web series episodes but without a community there's only so far you can go so by including more women at a director level we're able to really um like i'm here at fantastic fest now because of this i don't know if that would have happened if i had made my own two minute short without all these people so it's it's that spirit that it allows us to reach further than we could on our own now where can people see the short uh, I know you said that it's playing at a couple of festivals coming up soon. Our next festival is Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. That's October 20th? Saturday? <laughs> it's a Saturday. In October Follow Saturday. Uh, then it might be 19th. Yeah, hang on. I'm that like, sounds Ooh. right. I'm literally looking. Uh, Saturday, October 19th at 1 p.m. Um, uh, in Brooklyn, if you happen to be on the East Coast or in Brooklyn. And then I think we're going to go online. Yeah, after our festival run, probably late October, it will go online. Definitely follow us on Instagram, and we'll post all of the updates there as we upload it to a website. It'll probably be our own website that we host it through. So you'll be able to see it all together and then see the individual ones with BTS and information about everyone there too. Yeah, so we're uh, Fatal Collective on Instagram, F-A-T-A-L-E Collective. Uh, Fatal Horror. Not fatal, everyone. <laughs> it is not fatal. It is Fatal. Femme Fatal. <laughs> Femme Fatal. And then on... Your autocorrect might change it. <laughs> Don't let it. Yeah. Your, your Apple voice might be like, Fatal Collective. Um, and on Twitter, we're Fatal Horror. And you can email email us at fatalcollective at gmail.com with any questions, press inquiries, uh, free money, anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and young female directors, uh, all female directors, non-male directors, feel free to email us. Yeah. We would love to hear from Get you. Get involved. If you're yeah. female identifying... Um, uh, uh, babe, <laughs> then contact us. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to sit down and talk. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. 
If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 